Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Joe Pag Show on News Radio 1200 WOAI. To talk to Pags, call toll free 1 800 383 WOAI or 737 1200. Now, Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for stopping by the Joe Pag Show. News Radio 1200 WOAI. It is Monday. professional broadcaster you know what that means scary what that means that they pay me yes <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything professional, else yeah my professional broadcaster <laughs> all right um i had my choice today for show content i was either going to do what i said friday and by the way for those who didn't get it that was just a silly radio bit i think carrie is beautiful Let, <laughs> can we just stop the emails now <laughs> just stop the bs <laughs> Because, listen, you did look good back then and today. Okay. All together. Thank you. It's exactly okay. what I said before you cut me off Friday. I didn't cut you off, but a guy, let's not start. A guy wrote me a, a message on Facebook. He said, man, you used to have, no, he said, man, you, you used to have great hair. And then he just sort of stopped and I'm like, <laughs> no, and I still good. do now, right? That's funny. Wait a second. Yeah, right. Um, but, but yeah, I, I had my options today. I wasn't sure. I was either going to have all of the candidates for lieutenant governor on, mm-hmm. or I was going to fart for an entire hour. Oh, no. Remember, I suggested that on Friday. I did, yeah. And and answer B actually won, Ew. but then that damn Putin mm-hmm. and the whole Crimea and the whole Ukraine, now they're calling it the Crimea. The Crimea? The Crimea? Yeah, yeah. Can we, can we decide on, on what they're called? Yeah, please. The Crimea, the Ukraine. See, and I heard Rush Limbaugh say it, too. I was, I was he Ukraine. He said the Ukraine? He said the Ukraine today. Makes no sense to me. I don't get it. But Unless Ukraine means United you know, States of Ukraine or something. I don't know. I don't know. Because we say the United States of America, but it's because well, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a name more than it is just a proper noun. I mean, it's a proper noun. Don't get me wrong. But it is, it's, a, it's a description. We are the United States yes. of America. Yes. I mean, this is actually the name of the country or the right. area. So, like I, like Canada, I, like Mexico. Yeah, not the Canada. but Well, it could be the Canada. It depends on how much, how much they drink. Well, that's true. They drink a lot in that's Canada. That's true. I've heard. Yeah, they drink so much in Canada. So yeah. I've got a lot going on. What I'm going to do is, and we just set this up moments ago because I think that it's important when a story like this happens that we have some sort of an explainer. So I've got uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Atticott coming on at 5.30. Good. I'll have him explain what the hell is going on over there. Why do we care? Should we care? And how badly did President Obama screw this thing up? Mm-hmm. And at 6 o'clock, I'll have Senator John Cornyn on. Okay. I want to talk to him about this as well. He's a sitting senator, or a senior senator. He is running for re-election, as we all know. And I'll ask him if he knows why so many people on the far right, the Tea Partiers are so mad at him. And, and I want to know how he thinks he's going to do tomorrow. 
I don't think there's going to be a runoff. I think that he'll he'll win his primary. But there could be a runoff. Lieutenant governors, eh. No. You know, a- after after the primary tomorrow, which I will vote at, after the primary tomorrow, or vote in, in which I will vote, mm-hmm. um, we'll see who comes out of the primary. I think I predict it'll be Lieutenant Governor David Dewhurst and Dan Patrick will come out of the primary and they'll have to re- do a runoff. And at that point, I will invite them to come on. Maybe we'll go downstairs and do a town hall type thing. We'll do a oh, debate be between fun. the two. Now, listen, if Patterson or Staples come out of the, out of the runoff, we'll have them on, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. So, so that's that's where I am on that. All right. Um, I, I didn't know if this was a problem. I understood there was some insomnia in San Antonio, so I considered having everybody on today and just put the <laughs> listener to sleep. Oh, good. I did. Yeah. Ready for I, it, would nice be like, it would be like a little afternoon ambient. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. The Joe Pags ambient show. Yeah, that sounds good. Hey, how about those Oscars last night, huh? I know. I watched. Didn't watch a second of them. You didn't? I've got no, them on the DVR. I, 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 I know who won the best actor. Yeah. Um, It was best actor, right? Not best supporting actor? Uh, Well. The guy from Texas? Yes. Best yes. actor. Uh-huh. Best actor. Why do you say it like that? Because you're taller than he is, he's a little tiny person. Oh, he's not. Oh, he's like five foot one. He's He's five one. Gorgeous. What? He is. He's gorgeous gorgeous for a child, I guess. I mean, (laughs) no. He's the size of a child. No, 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 no. And what's he most famous for? Before he got the Oscar last night, what was Matthew McConaughey most famous for? Playing the bongos bongos. naked. (laughs) Playing the bongos naked. Yeah. And he had to stand on a stool. He couldn't reach the top of the bongos. Stop it. He's He's, a very short man. Four foot three. No, he's not. Nothing wrong with that. I don't look. I don't hate little people. Mm, He is not little. I I mean, I look down on him because I have to. He's short. No. But he's not a he, not a big guy. Well, still, I don't think it matters. You know, a lot of people talking about how he thanked God. Mm-hmm. And there, again, I didn't watch it. I've got it on the DVR. Sam asked me to DVR. We'll watch it at some point. But is it? did you watch his speech? I did, yeah. Was there a a sense of either a moan or just silence when he thanked God? Well, there wasn't a whole lot of clapping when he said that. I think it was mostly just everybody got quiet. Because had he said, I'm Matthew McConaughey and I am a gay actor, they would have stood up and given him a round of applause. Mm-hmm. But he, he thanked God. He and you're You're my idol. You're, I look up to you yes. and you lead me through. And he said all these great it's things. It's a really beautiful speech. He said all these great things. And maybe it's maybe I'm I'm the one who doesn't get it. Should should they not have at least clapped that? Hey, you believe in something. I, hell, yeah, absolutely. I would have Even clapped. if you're not a believer in God. Let's say you're an atheist sitting out there. Hey, you know, he won the best actor. He gets his moment now. And, yes, keep And clapping. look, he's got a guide. He's got a moral source. He's got a values, you know, sort of a, 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 an idol that he looks up to. Mm-hmm. I have no, I don't get it. Do they think that know. most of America is against God now? Like, oh, we can't clap when he says God. I don't know. Do they That's believe that? Stupid. They no. can't believe that, no, can they? Hopefully not. I really hope not. Now, with all the interviews going on today, and I tend to want to play the interviews more than once because those who don't hear them will get to hear them later, mm-hmm. um, I, I still want to talk about this Farmer's Branch story. Oh, yeah. And and the re- we've talked about it before, but it's probably been a good year, year and a half since we talked about the Farmer's Branch story. In a nutshell, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. They're... Is a landlord in Farmers Branch, or actually the 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 city council in Farmers Branch wanted the to council. make either an ordinance or a law that said you may not rent to illegal immigrants. Right. So if you're in this country illegally and you're a lawbreaker, we don't want you in Farmers Branch. Mm-hmm. So much so that we'll punish the people trying to rent to you. Yeah, that's about it. So that's the law. Yeah. 
a court said that is against the law to do that. Mm-hmm. And a reason why it's against the law is because, and we've heard this so many times with the Arizona immigration law, the reason why it's against the law is because the immigration policies and enforcement in this country is up to the federal government. Right. That's actually outlined in the Constitution. So I want to make sure that I have it right because, you know, I smoke a lot of crack on the weekends and I'm just mm-hmm. coming down from it. You do, yeah. Actually, this weekend it was straight bourbon. Really? And I tried to smoke it. Don't, kids oh, wow. do not. <laughs> it's alcohol. Bourbon. You don't want to light it on fire. It, it's no. explosive. Dangerous. Um, I, I actually, for those who are just listening to the show for the first time, I don't do any of those things. But either way, <laughs> um, and kids, please don't try this at home. No. So unless I'm still inebriated from a long party party mm-hmm. weekend, yeah, um, which actually consisted of me sitting in my chonies doing the Rubik's Cube. Oh, no, that sounds like a should, should great make my, Did you see my new record on the Rubik's Cube? I saw that. I, saw I love the that. people who say, you have to prove that one. Way I'd like to, to prove it to you. I know. No. Shut up. <laughs> 13.75 seconds is my new record solving Ooh. the Rubik's Cube. Okay. Um, I digress. Unless, you know, I'm still hungover from the weekend. Mm-hmm. What the judge is actually saying in the Supreme Court today declined to look at it. Right. They didn't make a ruling on it. They just said, we're not going to look at it and, and, and decide what the lower court did. Just let the lower court ruling stand is what they said. The court system, the federal government of this country is saying the federal government will enforce the laws that it is charged with enforcing as according to the Constitution. But and, and therefore, local or state or county municipalities may not do so. Mm-hmm. There is no provision that says, what if the federal government doesn't? And that's right. the problem. And, and, and I want to make sure that I'm, I'm as clear as I can be. When Arizona passed SB 1070, Arizona said, we're going to write the same law you wrote federally, but we're actually going to enforce it on a state level. Eric Holder, the attorney general, sued Arizona. And one in court on the standing that the federal government enforces the immigration laws, not the states. Mm-hmm. And, and Jan Brewer, the state of Arizona, said, well, hold on a second. But you're not. And the court system said, yeah, but they're supposed to. So because I'm a logical thinker, because common sense rules how I think about things, when you rob a bank, what kind of a crime is that? Is it a federal crime? It's a federal crime. The FBI is called in. Mm-hmm. Now, if SAPD is called out, such and such bank was robbed, and come on, the guy's still here, and they go there and they arrest him, they're really just detaining him until the FBI gets there, until the feds get there, mm-hmm. and they'll turn that person over to the feds. Have you ever seen a case where the federal government has sued the local municipality for arresting the bad guy? No. Well, why not? Not at all. Shouldn't we have to just let them go? No. We can't enforce that law. Screw it. Rob all the banks you want. Capture the bad guys. If the FBI doesn't get there fast enough, the federal marshals don't get there fast enough, or the feds in some form or fashion don't get there fast enough, screw it. You make make your way with the money. No, 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 no. Oh, so you're saying the federal government now can decide when they do want cooperation Mm. and when they don't. Mm -hmm. How does that make any freaking sense? It doesn't, doesn't. So if the federal government's saying we're not going to enforce the laws against coming here illegally and you may not make your own laws against people coming here illegally or benefiting from coming here illegally the federal government can decide whether or not to enforce laws now then why do we have laws that means holder and obama Mm. and and the court system can all say screw it laws don't matter anymore Mm, but they do 
We need them. It just, to me, it's mind-boggling when you look at it in a very logical, commonsensical fashion. When you try to figure out why A, you know, A plus B doesn't equal C, why 2 plus 2 doesn't equal 4 suddenly, when you try to figure out why something has gone awry in this country, you're called a racist or an ethnocentric or a misogynist or a, some, some sort of phobe, uh, and, and you're, you're told to shut up. The fact is we have laws. If the federal government doesn't want the responsibility to enforce the immigration laws, let's change the Constitution. If the federal government does not enforce the immigration laws, then the common people in municipalities around this country, or states or, or counties or cities or towns or townships, whatever, villages, they should be able to enforce those laws or write their own. We must have a balance. We have to fix this. 737-1200-1800-383-WOAI. Your thoughts on that? Bottom of the hour, it'll be um, Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Atticott from the Center for Terrorism Law at St. Mary's University to talk about what's happening in Crimea and Ukraine and Russia and how I believe Obama screwed this entire thing up. We'll talk about that. San Antonio's source for breaking news, traffic, and weather. News Radio 1200 WOAI. Glad to have you here on Motown Monday. About seven or eight minutes, we'll have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott on. He's from the Center for Terrorism Law at St. Mary's University. Want to know what's going on over in Russia, why we should care. Um, I posted a picture on the Facebook today, which is, um, A, true, and has started a firestorm, to be honest with you. it's uh, It's been shared by 1,300 people, almost 1,400. It's been um, liked by, what, almost uh, 3,200 Da, 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 and um, 157,000 people have seen it so far. And I posted this just a couple hours ago. What, four hours ago? All right. Sarah Palin was mocked widely by the media, by the campaign of Barack Obama in 2008 when she said, if Obama were to be elected, Russia would invade Ukraine. Democrats in the media laughed. Then, of course, in a debate against President Obama, Mitt Romney, yeah, they were both asked what the, what the biggest geopolitical threat is. And Romney said, it's Russia. Obama scoffed. He, he snidely um, grimaced or grinned. Not grimaced. Unless he had a stomachache, Carrie, he could not have grimaced. Well, he I don't know. You never know. He had a bubble. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Romney said Russia is the greatest geopolitical threat. He was accused of Cold War thinking and 1980s policy guy. Democrats in the media laughed. Obama today, because of his weakness and foreign... Listen, domestic policy-wise, there are no jobs. People are are off of the the grid when it comes to even engagement in the job force. Our economy sucks, and the Constitution is nowhere near as strong as it was even five years ago. But foreign policy-wise, the Middle East is melting down, Egypt is up in arms, Libya's a mess, Yemen's a mess, Saudi Arabia is not our friend and hasn't been for a long time, yet he still seems to want to defend that area, keeps telling Israel what to do and what not to do, and Vladimir Putin is playing him like a puppet. I just wonder if the media is going to step up now and apologize to Sarah Palin. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And to Mitt Romney. Yeah, I know. I'm just being... I'm just, come on. Come on. I'm just being silly. I'm just being silly. That's just a silly thing to say. It's uh, 528. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott coming up after the bottom of the hour to talk about the situation in Russia and Ukraine and find out how dire it is and what Obama did or didn't do to... To, to allow this to happen. Maybe he'll say Obama did nothing wrong. Hey, great to have you here. The Joe Pag Show, News Radio 1200 WOAI for a Monday. We've got a lot going on in about 25, well, about 30 minutes we'll have Senator John Cornyn on. If you have some questions that you want to ask John Cornyn, don't call because I'm actually I'm going to do an interview here on, on Russia and Crimea. Um, do me a favor and email me or go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Joe Talk Show. You can send me a message there. I'm the only administrator on the, uh, administrator on the page, so I'll see your message that you send me. A lot of you, why, why don't he vote this way? Why don't he vote that way? All right, go ahead and ask those questions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very direct with the senator, as he knows that I've always been. We've had a relationship on the air here now for you know almost nine years. So we'll ask him all those pertinent questions. Right now, though, I want to welcome Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, the uh, professor over at the Center of, uh, uh, for Terror- uh, Terrorism Law at St. Mary's University. Jeff, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. And, and uh, I know that your worldview is so much better than mine will ever be. This isn't a terrorism thing specifically. But um, I, I really had to talk to somebody about what the heck is going on with Russia and Ukraine and Crimea. And, Jeff, do I have to say the Ukraine or can I just say Ukraine? It's Ukraine. You don't. You don't say. There's no definite article in front of Ukraine. I wonder why people are doing that. It feels like they, they sound smarter. I have no idea why that's happening. But but as I as I look at the situation, um, a couple of things jump out. Sarah Palin said in 2008 that if Obama were elected, Russia would invade Ukraine. The media laughed and Obama laughed. We're not laughing today. Also, Mitt Romney said the biggest geopolitical threat we have right now is Russia, and and Obama suggested that he was stuck in the Cold War you know mentality and stuck in the 1980s, and he laughed it off. We know. Let, let's let's get rid of the politics of it. You and I both know that Obama got caught on an open mic telling Medvedev that uh, don't worry, tell Vladimir once I win the election, I can do more things. He's been capitulating to, to Russia for years now, hasn't he? Well, he has. I've been to uh, Ukraine six times, uh, and uh, so I have personal knowledge of the place. And, 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 you know, what keeps bad guys in their cages is the application of lawful violence or the threat of lawful violence. The truth is that Obama's words are empty. There's no deterrence at all, and we're certainly not going to use violence against the superpower Russia. So we have no deterrence. What the Obama administration should do is use some of that, um, you know, gravitas that he's got, allegedly, go behind the scenes and say, look, there's, we know that you're going to take over part of Ukraine that has a lot of the Russian population there, and we know, you know, we're not going to be able to stop you, but, um, you know, what can we try to get out of this in, in return? Because it's going to happen, and uh, there are really no sanctions that you can put on Russia without going back into some type of a Cold War scenario Nobody wants to see that happen, but we've got to stop the bleeding. If the uh, Russians want to take over that part of Ukraine that's predominantly Russian, there's not really too much that anybody can do to stop it. 
Why, uh, again, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, Center for Terrorism Law at St. Mary's University, why is it that that Putin thinks it's more available now? I mean, I remember the Putin and, and Bush relationship. Uh, Putin would show up in, in Crawford, they'd go have some barbecue, they'd ride some horses, they'd laugh it up. But but it's almost as, and maybe because I was more of a fan of Bush than I am Obama, maybe I, I've got uh, filters on my eyes, but it was almost as if Putin said, I respect your strength. As much as it appears you respect my strength, let's be friends, quote-unquote friends, both very, very strong friends, and be careful what we do without the other one sort of on board. With Obama, I really get the feeling, Jeff, that that Putin feels as though he could tell him what he's going to do, he can keep Snowden over there, he can invade uh, you know, Crimea, and there really won't be any sort of ramifications. It almost was like he was more afraid of Bush. Am I, am I reading it wrong? No, I think they had a, uh, they had a connection, Bush and uh... Putin had a connection. They understood that they were both strong. Uh, they understood uh, where each of them stood in terms of positions. And when the Obama administration came in, the first thing he did, of course, is unilaterally give up to the Russians all the short-range missile defense system all across Poland, uh, and then had all these naive statements about evil Gitmo, and I'm going to close this and do that. Nothing happened, and the Russians immediately you know, pegged him for what he was, and that is an empty, an empty suit. You can make these threats, but, you know, they can beat up a little country like Libya, but they're not going to do anything to Russia. Uh, in terms of Syria, Putin clearly won that. Uh, they looked at each other in the eyes, and Obama blinked. Um, in terms of, uh, of, of what's happening in Ukraine, in terms of what happened in Georgia, um, you know, the Obama administration has not been able to push the restart button. They didn't need a restart button. I mean, things were going pretty well under the Bush administration. We understood each other. In fact, we have so much in common with the Russians, it doesn't make any sense that we don't have a strong relationship with them, and, uh, and we could actually do so much for each of our countries if that would occur. But the Obama administration has been totally inept in trying to cultivate that relationship. They demonize the Bush administration. They demonize common sense issues to deal with these things. And they have no solutions. Many people don't remember this, but you and I talked about it when it happened. Um, President Obama actually told the Czech Republic, sorry, we're not going to build the missile shield there now because Russia doesn't want it. Bush was going to build it. Bush funded it, or the, the, the administration, his administration was in office when, when it was funded by the House. Um, there was no reason why we shouldn't have built that other than to capitulate to Russia. Was that the first sign to Russia that the dominoes aren't standing as firmly as they used to for the USA? I think it was, and about the same time, uh, President Obama went out making all these these bizarre speeches about how we're going to get rid of nuclear weapons in the world, right. how we're going to have the new air of spring, and people looked at him and said, what? You know, this is fantasy island stuff. This is stuff that some, you know, leftist that's sitting in some academic environment is spewing over coffee. Right. The real world doesn't work that way, my friend. And so they looked at him and they said, wow, really? This is the president? And uh, they've been playing him like an old violin ever since. That's the reality of it. It's Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Atticott, uh, the, the director of the Center for Terrorism Law at St. Mary's University. Uh, uh, Colonel, you know, as as we look at this, the, the whole worldview of President Obama, in just five years, we can very quickly go through some things. Um, uh, he went to Cairo and gave the most bizarre speech about how Muslims created pencils and, and math. Um, and then he he went in and toppled Gaddafi, who was shot like a dog on the side of the road. Um, we backed in an illegal war. We backed the Taliban and some factions of Al Qaeda in that war against Gaddafi. He screwed up Yemen. 
which may never come back. Afghanistan, we're walking around with targets on our backs like a police force, but we can't go get the bad guys. Iraq is is turning back to to um uh, to terrorism. Saudi Arabia feels more like an enemy now than it ever has. Um, the entire region is melting down, and it's because of the policies of this president. Uh, um, I mean, Russia and China now have just shaken hands and said, we're good buddies when it comes to Crimea. I mean, we're in well, dire straits, are we not, as far as being the superpower that was keeping that was keeping things peaceful in the world? Yeah, don't forget North Korea is firing off missiles all the time. Right. Obama's taking his fist at him. I'm going I'm to really do something this time. Uh, and then you've got China itself is pushing its, its fly zones further and further towards Japan. Uh, and, you know, so the world is a very dangerous place. And at the same time, Obama and Hagel are coming out and saying, we're going to cut our military to the lowest levels before World War II. You know, really, this is the time to cut the military. We're going to minimize the number of warheads we have, and we're going to cut our military because we want it to be smaller and, and more swift and, and nimble, I think is the word they used. I mean, it's like bizarro world, isn't it? But here we are, and the vast majority of Americans who still love him say, yeah, but he could sing like Al Green. He wears a suit well, and man, he could pick those brackets in the NCAA tournament. They're just not using their brains, are they? No. majority of Americans, any he's charismatic, he's, you know, cool, quote-unquote, but, uh, you know, let's face it, he has no experience in the military, no experience in the real world of, of getting a job. Uh, he came out of basically nowhere uh, and catapulted to this position of authority, and yet has never had any background in dealing with these types of real-world issues. It's always been theoretical term papers uh, when he was, an, uh, you know, an adjunct professor uh, at, you know, at a law school. Right. Uh, and, and by the way, that, that word adjunct is oftentimes left off, which is a big, big difference that than a sitting professor who is the, the master of, of, of constitutional law at Harvard. That's not necessarily what he was. It's, it's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, uh, director of the terror, uh, the center for terrorism law at St. Mary's university. All right. So very basically there is nothing militarily we can do in this situation. And what you're saying is we're so far gone that um, that we we probably the only thing we can do is say, listen, take Crimea, but then stop. Yeah, I'm Machiavellian here. I would behind the scenes and say, look, we know we can't stop you, but uh, you know we're going to kind of turn a pl- blind eye. We'll make the usual protest, but what are you going to give us in return? And then Putin would say, wow, you're actually dealing with me as one strong man to another strong man instead of just me walking all over you. Uh, that would be interesting um, because. You know, there's nothing. We're not going to send soldiers in there. We're not going to do anything. NATO's not going to do anything. They don't have a military that can do anything. So it's it's a very dangerous world. And when you send out signals like I'm going to, you know, disarm, uh, and then use the buzzwords like we need a leaner military, uh, you know, we need a leaner food stamp program. How about that? That would um, that would certainly be yeah, but better in my book. That's for sure. All right. So so I mean, we really literally have to sit back because what what Reagan would do, but then, then again, it was in the Cold War. What Reagan would do was, oh yeah, show me. Because we're not going to play around here. We're, we're going to support. We're going to support our friends in the region. We're going to support the freedom and liberty in the region. Um, e- even what Bush would do was, oh yeah, Afghanistan, watch this. And as a matter of fact, we're going to go and take uh, Iraq while we're at it. And Russia sort of sat back and went, we're not going to screw with this guy. He's nuts. I mean, uh, with with Obama, he's made it clear in five years he's not going to do anything. No, whatever you say about President Bush, when he said something, he generally did it, with one exception. He said he would stop the Iranians from getting nuclear weapons. He didn't do that. Right. But when he said, I'm going to Iraq, he went, no, Iraq, I'm going to Afghanistan, I'm going to Afghanistan. You can agree with it or not agree with it, but it was predictable. People knew when he spoke that something would happen. With President Obama, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, another political speech, uh, gotcha. 
What's to stop Putin? Last question. It's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Attica. We always appreciate the time, Colonel. What's to stop Putin from saying, wow, that was easy. Let me go get the Czech Republic, Slovakia again. Let me go grab Kazakhstan. What's to stop him from reuniting the Soviet Union? Well, that's one of the things these satellite countries should have learned. The first thing you do is when you break away from the Soviet Union is you arm yourself to the teeth. Every citizen in that country should have four or five guns in their homes, and it would be very difficult for the Russians to start going out again because that's what totalitarian regimes do. They take guns from the people. If the people in Ukraine heavily arm themselves, the Russians might be able to occupy, but they'll pay a hell of a price, uh, and that's what these countries should be doing is arming all their citizens with, uh, with every weapon they can personally find and build up their military as large as they can because the millennium is not here, folks. Jeffrey, we always appreciate you, my friend. Thanks a million. We'll talk to you again soon. My pleasure, Joe. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, of course, the director of the Center for Terrorism Law, St. Mary's University. Always great, great information. Love hearing from him. What are your thoughts on what you just heard? Um, it, it's dire straits. And having shown weakness with Iran, having shown weakness with North Korea, having shown weakness in the policies with Cuba, having shown weakness with, with Venezuela. I mean, of course, Russia's going to say, well, screw it. We'll do whatever we want. Don't have to worry about the big lion anymore. The lion has lost its teeth and its, and its claws. 737-1200, 1-800-383-WOAI. San Antonio's source for breaking news, traffic, and weather. News Radio 1200 WOAI. I don't know. It's one of the words of the song. That's the problem. You need to stop. It's kind of a nice tune. Maybe I'll ruin this one. No, don't. Obamacare, Obamacare. See, I can, no. see, we can do no. something like that, no? No, I don't think You're so. You're saying don't do that? I'm saying don't do that. All right, let me go to the phone lines here. I am getting some uh, some messages on Facebook about uh, what you'd like to hear me ask Senator John Cornyn. Uh, many people want to know about uh, not standing with Ted Cruz when he did the filibuster, which wasn't really a filibuster. It was a speech because procedurally he could not have done a filibuster there either way. Um, but, but people also believe that he's voted for the debt limit to increase. Um, they, they don't feel as though the people who are contacting me, many people like him just fine, but a lot of people contacting me don't think that Senator Corner is as conservative as they would like. Although his ads all say he's very conservative. I'm going to ask him about that. You know, where is he on that? He, he knows some people aren't happy with him. So what's he saying about it? We'll have that for you coming up. All right, let me go to the phone lines. In the meantime, Quinn is online too. Quinn, what's going on? much just trying to get home all right well i'm glad you called to tell me that <laughs> anything else on your mind <laughs> well the situation in the ukraine compared to poland in 1938 poland was guaranteed its sovereignty by great britain and france and mr chamberlain went to berlin and came back with peace in our time and a year later hitler invaded poland anyway mr obama's playing the part of chamberlain and putin's playing the part of hitler we got 1938 all over again. What are we going to do? Well, I, I hope not. I mean, I, I hope I hope that that is not the end result. I hope that's not what's happening. I hope that Lieutenant Colonel Atticott is right, that, that we can get them to stop after Crimea, which they speak Russian in Crimea. I mean, it basically is a little Russia. Um, I, I, I don't think they should be in there at all. But uh, if they stop there, we'll be okay. I mean, I, there's not going to be another conventional war like World War One or World War II. With all the nukes involved now, if anything like that were to happen on a global scale again, it would be catastrophic, Quinn. I appreciate you. Open line now, 737-1200, 1-800-383-WOAI. Again, Senator John Cornyn, the senior senator from the great state of Texas, coming up next. 
on the Joe Pag Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.